Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cloud9 podcast. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Lindsay Miranda, Head of Marketing at HelloBar and Subscribers. Lindsay, thank you for being on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm really looking forward to it as well. And just to get things kicked off, we always like to start with asking our our guests one interesting fact or something maybe people don't typically know about you. Yeah, great question. It's funny, I was asked that earlier this week, so it's perfect timing. Um, but one fun fact I kind of forget about that most people don't know about me is I actually wrote a book um, about breakups about six years ago uh, that is on Amazon. So kind of random because I'm in marketing and software and definitely not in the relationship space, but I was really inspired to write it at the time based on a breakup. And the guy that the book about is about is now my husband. So ah. <laughs> kind of fun. Well, happy ending. Congratulations. Well, that is the favorite answer to that question I have ever heard. So (laughs) thank you. And Lindsay, tell tell us a little bit about yourself and Hello Bar and subscribers, just so everyone knows who you are and what you do. Yeah, definitely. So I come from about 15 years of marketing experience. I've worked in industries all over the place, from restaurant to hospitality to uh, fitness, uh, SaaS, you name it, I've been inside the walls. Um, Ironically, my first job was actually in 2002, collecting email addresses in a bar for Monday Night Football Raffle. And that was like the first experience I really got with marketing and um, actually email marketing. Very different then. We didn't have Facebook or Instagram. There was like space and a little bit of Friendster. So it's been really cool to watch over the years how marketing has evolved. Um, and my role, as you mentioned, is head of marketing over at Subscribers and Hello Bar. So Subscribers and Hello Bar are two tools that are built by Neil Patel. Um, they're a Neil Patel brand. And so uh, Hello Bar is actually a tool that helps to collect more leads on your website as well as get you more sales. Um, so it's a quick install pop-up tool you can put top bars, modals, sliders, anything you need to really start increasing lead generation on your website. And then subscribers is great because subscribers is actually a web push notification tool. So it's great for re-engagement. So getting people back to your website. Um, I'm sure many of you spend a ton of time, energy, and money on getting traffic toward your site. Subscribers really helps you to re-engage that traffic and send it back to your site so you can make the most out of the website traffic you're getting. Awesome. Thank you so much for that great introduction and clearly a lot of experience in the marketing world, which brings me on to my first question is, it's 2019. There's so much noise out there on the internet, on Google, on LinkedIn, on your social feeds, wherever. There's a lot of marketing noise. So what would be your top pieces of advice to stand out in this incredibly crowded market? Yeah, it's such a great question, right? And I think the biggest challenge um, entrepreneurs and business owners are facing is that they're spreading themselves too thin. They're using a million softwares. They're using a ton of different marketing messages. So my best advice would actually be really going back to um, 
who your ideal client is and what marketplace you're going to go after. Because if you are going after every marketplace, you're not going to be able to get the traction that you want. And if you look at the brands that have had the most success, they've really focused on, you know, one or two or three max like niche marketplaces. So whether that be like, I'm going after e-commerce, I'm going after bloggers and make sure that whether it be your program your consulting services or your software, that your software can, uh, that it can actually support that marketplace. So if you have a program or software that has nothing to do with the blogger market, you don't plan on putting any curriculum or content or um, tools within your product to help and support that marketplace, then don't go after them. So really figure out that niche marketplace that you want to go after. And most importantly, figure out the challenges and pain points they're currently facing and how you can actually solve them with your, with your tool or consulting services or whatever your business may be. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. There are so many people just trying to fire in every different direction and without any real true focus on where they're going to perform best. So following on from that, how, if I'm, if I'm just starting out on a business or I'm looking to target a new area, how would you go about knowing which niche marketplace to, to go for? What, what research or what tools could you potentially use? Yeah, it's such a great question. It's kind of pretty timely. So I was listening um, to the podcast of, I think it's called, How Did They Build This? Um, it's um, a podcast that's really great and talks to a lot of business owners. And I heard a really great example of just this today. Um, it was a company called Away that is uh, kind of really good quality suitcases that also have like chargers in them and like they really fulfilled a need in the marketplace. So what I would say is figuring out, first of all, like as a brand, who are you passionate about going after, right? Because if you're not excited to help like that industry, it's going to show in your marketing and your branding and everything that you do. And then from there, um, you know, I often find that usually it's either yourself um, like it's a version of yourself or a version of who you were five years ago, 10 years ago, or perhaps um, it's someone you know, right? So, um, you know, with the away situation, this gal had been at the airport and her suitcase broke because she had traveled hundreds of thousands of miles with the same suitcase for years. And she looked around and realized like all these suitcases, none of them really stood apart. And she realized, like, why isn't there one out there that's not $4,000, that's good quality, that can fulfill the needs that you often have when you're at the airport? Like, my cell phone dies, or, you know, I want to make sure that I can figure out in the baggage claim which bag is mine. So, as a result, she went out there and did a ton of user research, because she was like, I have this problem, I bet other people do, and done, did a ton of re user research and kind of molded the program from there. So, I think it's a few different things. It's like looking at the marketplace, looking at what the need is, and then figuring out what problem and need you're excited to fulfill and what client and marketplace you're actually excited to serve. Because if you're excited to serve them and fulfill that need, it will show in your branding, marketing, and the product that you create. I love that. If you're not, if you're not excited and passionate about it yourself, then nobody else is going to be out there because it's going to be reflecting your tone and what you're putting out to your audience. Totally. And in terms of mistakes, I mean, I guess one we've already seen is spreading yourself too thinly and going after too many things. What other big errors are you seeing? Or maybe not errors, but, you know, 
things that people are maybe doing that could be improved upon that you've seen this year? Yeah, it's a great question. This was actually a really good learning for me this year, especially after I owned a business for many years. And I felt like because of the space we are in and the ads that exist, there is this kind of lottery mentality where we see this ad where someone says it was this one thing that made me a million dollars, or it was this one, you know, software, this one trick, or it was webinars. Like everyone's very hyper-focused on what they want to teach about, whether it be webinars, etc. And I think from the consumer or the entrepreneur side, then we look at that and think, okay, I have to go and I have to learn webinars. I've got to do webinars and that's got to be the way, right? Um, and so one thing I really learned this year, especially is like placing a few bets when it comes to your marketing. So, you know, for us on the software side, we have a few different programs that we're really hyper-focused in on growing our affiliate program, our agency program, um, and then our products. Like that's our focus. But the greatest part about that is we're not putting all of our eggs in one basket, but we're also not spreading ourselves too thin. So I would really say, you know, looking at that, you know, what, what is going to make people the most successful right now is just making sure that you're not falling into the mistake of saying, I'm going to put all my money in paid ads, right? I'm going to put, you know, 50000 $60,000 a month just in paid ads. That's it. That's the only marketing I'm just doing. Because you never know, like, then you're very reliant on that one source. And if something happens, when algorithms change, when regulations change, then they can all go downhill. So it's okay to have, you know, that much in ads, but also maybe then invest in your SEO efforts, maybe invest, um, you know, in some content writing, like have a few different bets that you're putting out there so that you can really see what actually produces the growth of the business and not be fearful if things shift and change in the industry. Because we know things are changing all the time. Look at cryptocurrency, right? Like one day Bitcoin was, you know, $20,000 and the next day, you know, going down. So it's the same kind of thing with our marketing that we really have to be aware of. And otherwise we'll start to make some big mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the cryptocurrency example. It's yeah, very on point at the minute. And to know what's working, obviously you're saying bet in a lot of different ways. You've got to be analyzing and reporting on all this. So what, what are you currently doing to, to really look and understand what is working and what's not? Yeah, great question. Um, so this is kind of a constant progression for us, but we have a few different softwares um, we're using um, to, to track. One is Google Analytics at the very simplest level. Like we make sure that we have tracking links in place from UTM parameters to whatever sort of links um, have our goals set up in Google Analytics so we can literally say, okay, this traffic source brought us this amount of money. This traffic source brought us this amount of money. So that's one route that we're going. The analytics, I think, is crucial. I often, it's crazy, but I definitely often hop into accounts and see that Google Analytics goals are not set up. Um, I think especially for e-commerce folks, anyone that's making money off their website, that's really huge. So you can see the source of the revenue. Um, the second thing that we're not as heavily focused on right now, but we will be, is we're building reporting systems so we can actually better understand our user database and see 
who are the users um, that are becoming our paid users? When are they becoming our paid users? Like at what point in the customer journey are they activating? And then knowing, okay, if 90% of our customers are upgrading within three days, then everything we do in that three-day period is going to be vital. So that's kind of our next thing that we're putting into place. We do have some reporting around it, but we're really going more in depth. And that's what I would really encourage people to think about. Like, one mistake we fell into is we focused because we have a freemium product, we focused on the free users like as a whole and our paid users. But then we realized, wait, if our paid users are the ones paying us and creating that revenue source, like we need to figure out who those people are. Maybe our free users are not our ideal client and let's really get to the root of that um, so that we make sure we super serve that marketplace. Yeah. Awesome advice there. And yeah, I couldn't agree more with all of it. So thank you. And with it, we're coming up, it's already, what is it, the 19th of June, actually, today when we're recording this, 2019, and there are so many new buzzwords, tech out there. I think AI has probably been the big one these last six months. So going forwards and into the 2020s, what kind of new amazing things, tools, or they don't even have to be tools, it can just be how you're portraying your brand do you think is really going to be the, the success, next big thing going forwards? Yeah, great question. And yeah, we, you know, we throw that around a lot. I, I hear a ton of people throwing that around a lot. And I, I think it's important. I think it'll um, be really great because it's going to predict the needs of the consumer and be able to really provide extra value for them, which is what you need um, at the end of the day. If you're providing value, getting results for your clients, um, they'll succeed. But I actually think from one of the biggest things I think and I'm seeing in the industry and as I'm talking to partners and consumers, what they're asking for is more, more consolidation. So I actually think that although creating a tool that you know has AI and more value is huge, you also have to figure out how you can be more of an all-in-one solution for the marketplace. So I really think that like in your niche market. So I don't think that means that you go out and you put every single tool. Like I saw an example recently where there was a big affiliate marketing push for 36 courses for entrepreneurs. So they bought this and they got 36 courses. And I'm thinking nobody's finished out there. Why are you giving people 36 courses, right? However, like, you know, in our realm, if you look at our softwares, we're really focused on having a software for every point in the sales funnel. So once someone gets the website, collecting the lead, then bringing the you know, traffic back through potentially email marketing, through push notification software. So I really think figuring out how for your um, consumers and your, you know, your ideal clients in your business, you can actually provide more of that all-in-one solution. That's where I see a lot of companies going right now, and I'm seeing it a ton with email marketing companies starting to do landing pages and landing page companies starting to do, you know, text messages and different things, right? They're looking at the marketing angles and kind of consolidating them, and I actually think the marketplace wants because they're sick of logging into 45 different products and, and to create the results that they want. Yeah. 100% and yeah once once you get great smooth flowing integrations you're going to save so much time and it's just going to be so much easier to view any dashboard you want totally and last question well it's not so much a question it's more 
is there anything that you would like, you know, I haven't asked you anything off the top of your head that you would love to share with our viewers in, in the marketing or even in the sales space that you think could really help them out today? Oh, gosh, that's a really great question. <laughs> you know, I think something I've been focusing on a little bit more lately because I'm a pretty, if you haven't been able to tell from this call, a very fast-paced person. Um, I like to get stuff done. And I like to get it done fast. Um, so I think really one of the things that we're focused on and I'm focused on is taking the time and space to take a step back and really um, allow that space for the creativity to flow um, and to not think about things from such a like fast pace. So if that means like you're going to go out to a coffee shop and get into a new environment for like two hours and just brainstorm around, you know, something that you're trying to create or a problem that you're trying to solve. Um, that's kind of been a big thing I've been focused on lately because I realized that when you're in moving so fast as all of us are in the tech space um, and, you know, every single day, it's very hard um, to be able to solve the problems we need to solve when you're coming from that place of like, I just got to get it done. I got to get it done. Cause then you're missing some of your best ideas. So I think just taking the time and space, um, you know, to have that creativity space for yourself. And the second thing I would say is ask your customers. So let's all of us, myself included, need to stop guessing for the customers. Um, and they need to actually just get on the phone and ask the customers what they want and make sure it's the customers that they're trying to target, right? Because everyone will give advice. Everyone will give feedback to you. But you want to make sure that you're gathering um, the feedback and then really looking at the data points. Like, what, what is all this feedback telling you? What's the common denominator and utilize that to make the changes because one thing that you can find is that if you try to make every single change that everyone requests your product's going to be very scattered and you're not going to really super server market so I just say take the time and space for yourself and then really just ask the questions of, of the, your users or your clients or whoever they may be um, brilliant advice there, especially time and space not just for business not just for marketing but in every aspect of life I love Lovely. it. Uh, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We've loved having you on. And yeah, good luck. And we'll stay in touch with everything in, everything in future. And yeah, look forward to speaking more and working together. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Speak soon.